Welcome to All About Data on Federal News Network. Now your host, Jory Heckman. Thanks for joining me this week on All About Data, a conversation with chief data officers and the people who are making data work better in government. On today's episode, we're going to hear from the State Department's first chief data officer at the Bureau of Diplomatic Security, Rachel Wong. Rachel, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me, Jory. Of course, I understand you're not just the chief data officer at Diplomatic Security, but you are the first CDO over there. So this is, I imagine, some pretty new territory in a relatively new office that you're standing up here. So let's start the conversation there. What do you see as the top data needs for Diplomatic Security? And what are your top priorities for your role as CDO for Diplomatic Security? As Chief Data Officer for Diplomatic Security Service, I really have three top priorities. One is to build a data culture. Two, enable mission-driven data management. And three, to solve mission problems through analytics and technology. All of this pretty much aligns to the enterprise data strategy, which I'm sure you've read. But to dig a little bit deeper on the cultural aspect, I really want to further a data-centric culture where diplomatic security service personnel first ask, what does the data say before proposing or executing a policy or an operational change. On the data management aspect, I think it's worth stating up front that Diplomatic Security Service has the largest global presence of any U.S. federal law enforcement organization. We operate at 270 U.S. diplomatic posts in over 170 countries and in 32 U.S. cities. Additionally, we have about 47,000 employees around the world providing a variety of services, including protection at our embassies and consulates, both physical and technical, securing the department's information systems, managing the security clearance and certification process, and providing protective operations for the Secretary of State or visiting foreign dignitaries just as a couple of examples. Due to this rather dynamic mission and the large global workforce and the information systems that support all of that work and the mission support, we really have identified there's a need to ensure that data isn't siloed between the various diplomatic security service directorates and to ensure decision makers have a holistic operating picture. The last piece that I'll touch on, and I honestly think it's the most important piece, is that we enable analytics and technology to support that mission. I see this as the biggest growth opportunity at DS because currently people know that relying on data is important and will do their best to pull together this data. However, I think building a central analytics capability, think of it like a data SWAT team that can quickly be mobilized and tackle some cross-cutting issues for the organization will be super important. Another kind of collaboration area is with the chief technology officer at Diplomatic Security on building technology solutions that better enable analytics across the Bureau. Data analytics and technology, in my mind, go hand in hand, and together will modernize diplomatic security's data infrastructure to support the mission. 
Okay, well, that's a lot to dive into there. I think the first thing I want to drill down into more detail here is just understanding what data diplomatic security has to do its mission better and more efficiently and make those front end decisions in terms of its mission here. What sorts of data sets are you looking what sorts of data sets are you looking at being the most valuable to the mission of diplomatic security and how can the bureau make better use of that data to drive decision making? As you know now, like the mission of diplomatic security service is quite diverse, but the crux of it, the core of it really requires data around threats, facilities, people, and assets. We're always answering, who are we protecting? What does the operating environment look like? Are people or assets at risk? And if so, how do we mitigate with existing people or assets? So specifically, we're looking at a few different applications of data to drive those. So we're looking at data science or machine learning applications to enhance our risk assessment capability and better inform which areas might require additional personnel or personnel with different skill sets. We've also invested in geospatial analysis capabilities as our personnel are constantly traveling to perform protective operations or technical security enhancements or diplomatic courier services. Because of that global workforce, again, understanding that geographic operating environment becomes more and more critical. Okay. And you were mentioning a moment ago about eliminating those data silos that exist and making sure you guys have a better, more comprehensive big picture in terms of the data. What do you see as some of the most significant bottlenecks or hurdles that need to be addressed in terms of addressing those data silos? That's a great question. For diplomatic security service and the department writ large, I think there's, I would say three things. Um, One, is really integrating qualitative and quantitative better at large. For example, policy, risk assessments, and intelligence is not really strictly quantifiable. You need both the context and the human elements. So bringing those together and leveraging data and technology to build that more holistic picture and accentuate where diplomatic security personnel can be most effective is going to be very important. The second one is back to like building that data culture, building a culture that values data, knows how to use it, and knows where to find it. The third piece goes back to that technology and analytics enablement piece, and it's really ensuring the interoperability of our data systems and being able to securely share data at both the department level and in between bureaus. I think this piece is really critical for the data maturity at the department because without data sharing, without the interoperability of our data systems, you can't do analytics or more advanced work. And you can't kind of change the culture because people won't realize the value of data without that data sharing and interoperability. Okay, yeah, that's an interesting point, and I think we'll maybe circle back to that in a little bit. I am struck by the prevalence of CDOs that are growing at the State Department. We have, of course, checked in with the State Department Center for Analytics and the work they're doing. They're doing at a broader level, at the headquarters level, and I think, case in point, we're having this conversation now, and I think a number of other bureaus have stood up their own CDO shops as well. So just given this growing community around data, what do you see as some of the top opportunities for partnership and collaboration with your colleagues in other bureaus and colleagues at the headquarters level? 
let me talk a little bit about the Bureau Chief Data Officer Program, and then I'll kind of answer your question. So Bureau Chief Data Officers are exactly what you said. They're Chief Data Officers at the Bureau level. They're going to focus on Bureau-specific priorities and solving Bureau problems that, like the central analytics capability, MSS Center for Analytics, won't necessarily get in the weeds to solve. We are going to be part of the broader department's data management and data governance process. But again, like we're going to be focused on the bureau level priorities where I think there's a lot of opportunities to work with other CDOs at other bureaus. For example, diplomatic security does protective operations. One of the biggest events we provide protective operations at is actually UN General Assembly. Like my colleague at international organizations is gonna have like a specific need to collaborate there because we're supporting the same major diplomatic event. And there's a potential to collaborate on analyses on foreign elections. Additionally, like I have colleagues at conflict and stabilization operation and then international security and non-proliferation. Those are two different bureaus, but again, we can collaborate on analysis on foreign threat actors and country stability to drive those mutual policy and security decisions. Okay, wow. It seems like there's a lot of opportunities for that collaboration at both levels, the bureau collaboration and all of those bureaus working up the chain of command here with the headquarters level. The key thing, I think, is very powerful about the way we're implementing the enterprise data strategy is really by focusing on the mission need and the mission priorities. So if you think about how we've spun up resources to focus on things like diversity, equity, inclusion, and accessibility, or cybersecurity, or strategic competition with China, while CFA or Center for Analytics kind of drives those overarching conversations, there are bureau kind of nexuses to those strategic priorities. For example, DS specifically was a major stakeholder as part of the cybersecurity data campaign. And I think with having the Bureau Chief Data Officer Program, you'll get a lot more engagement and support in the data realm for those department level priorities. That was Rachel Wong, the Chief Data Officer of the Bureau of Diplomatic Security. We're going to take a short break, but we'll continue our conversation when we return. I'm Jory Heckman, and you're listening to All About Data on Federal News Network. Back to All About Data, we're speaking with Rachel Wong, the Chief Data Officer for the Bureau of Diplomatic Security. To dive a little deeper into the data maturity piece of things, there is obviously this very impressive kind of data hierarchy with the CDOs, the Center for Analytics, leading the charge in these efforts. But I'm often struck by this being everyone's responsibility, this whole data for diplomacy initiative, particularly when you think about who the end users of the data are. How do you help everyone manage that change management? Because there's obviously a big value proposition for everyone to do this. 
I would point you back to what I just said about the implementation of our enterprise data strategy. Make it the mission, like meet the mission first, where it is at, and find efficiencies to meet that through data and analytics. And that's exactly what we're doing through the implementation of the enterprise data strategy. Okay, great. And since we brought it up a couple of times, that enterprise data strategy is very comprehensive. It is, in a lot of ways, a North Star for the agency to go about these data for diplomacy goals. But I'd love to hear it from your perspective on things, how that strategy has been valuable as you go about standing up this office over at Diplomatic Security. The overarching themes of the enterprise data strategy aligns to kind of the areas of improvement I really see within the Bureau. That data culture piece, the mission-driven data management piece, and lastly, analytics enablement. How do we apply data and analytics to solve those mission problems? Of course, we're talking about your relatively new role as the CDO for diplomatic security, but of course you have a very extensive background in doing these sorts of data for diplomacy type efforts. Case in point, you served as the Center for Analytics Liaison to the Coordinator of Afghan Relocation Efforts. That is, of course, a huge logistical challenge and an impressive one for the State Department to overcome. How were data tools useful in these efforts? Yeah, as you stated, this was my prior life. So at the time, I was still in Office of Management Strategy and Solutions Center for Analytics. I supported both the Afghanistan Task Force and the coordinator for Afghan relocation efforts. That was a follow-on after the Afghanistan retrograde. During that time, we worked 24 hours a day, seven days a week across three shifts to support both consular affairs efforts and the Defense Department's special ops planning. Specifically, we produced reports directly for the secretary. And during that time, data was really used for shaping operational decisions and like finding ways to be more efficient with the tools that we had. The experience really demonstrated that having data scientists in the room makes a difference in decision making. It also kind of showed the need that, hey, like additional technology solutions are needed to better enable data sharing across the department and interagency partners. Okay, great. And to circle back on an earlier point in our conversation about the need to stand up a centralized analytics capability and make use of data in kind of near real time, it seems like there have been efforts in this regard. I'm talking about things like the data.state ecosystem. Can you tell me a little bit more about how the department went about creating that and how that might be a valuable case study for diplomatic security as it tries to set up its own capabilities? So data.state kind of filled the need for a technology toolkit for data scientists looking to do their own analytics and allow access to common data sets across the department. What you see is like data.state started as like a, hey, MSS Center for Analytics needed access to these tools. However, as more and more data scientists joined the department, you saw data scientists coming to the Center for Analytics and Information Resource Management Bureau for access to this common toolkit. From that, because there's a need and because lessons learned from global events showed us that data management and technology is very critical to responding to those situations, 
we quickly surged and worked with department leadership to release a data and technology platform services policy, which names data.state as the enterprise data platform that bureaus and offices should come to and leverage before procuring their own. What's interesting is 90 different offices across the department are already users and leverage data.state for their needs. We expect that as more data scientists get hired into the department, that this number will continue growing. And of course, the department has made an effort to kind of grow and mature this capability. Back to your question about how it's applicable to diplomatic security. I think like as I try to spin up a central analytics capability and hire more data scientists into diplomatic security service, there will again be that need for a technology toolkit, an analytics toolkit that data scientists can work off of and leverage common data sets available across the department. And so without a doubt, like diplomatic security is going to leverage data.state as our enterprise data platform as the analytics footprint within diplomatic security will continue to ensure. So would it be accurate to say that the data analytics capabilities that you're working on now will just be an offshoot of what we've already seen from data.state? Is it going to be one system being interoperable with the existing data? What's the ultimate goal here? I think it's a mix of both because diplomatic security has its own information systems, right? But the key piece is making those interoperable with other department systems. But our data scientists will also need access to like a toolkit across data ingest, data analytics, data visualizations, data storage. And so we'll leverage data.state for some of those capabilities while ensuring that it's interoperable with existing diplomatic security systems. Okay, got it. And just to weave in your other element of your background here as a really relevant piece for what we're talking about, you also led the technology roadmap for a common data infrastructure at the department. And one thing I'm picking up from this conversation is that, one, it's obviously a very large department, the State Department, and there are data elements that one bureau has that might be valuable for another bureau down the line. So let's unpack that in a little bit more detail. What was the business case for developing the common data infrastructure for the department and how far along is the department in standing up that kind of capability? So this is actually the same work that ties into data.state and the data and platform technology policy. The business case is really around same things as I mentioned before, um, the needs of the data scientists across the department, as well as the kind of lessons learned out of significant global events such as COVID-19 repatriation and the Afghanistan retrograde. Those global events highlighted the importance of having robust data operations and an agile approach to problem solving. Through those events, the department has also sought to improve its data operations to be able to better handle future such events. The common data infrastructure really came out of that. Like we we saw the need from data scientists' demand as well as kind of lessons learned from those global events. And through that, we built a common data infrastructure roadmap 
highlighting what the needs are across the department, and then also release that data and technology platform services policy that named data.state as that common data infrastructure or the enterprise analytics platform. Data.state is operational right now with 90 different offices across the department and individual bureaus. The kind of overarching business case, if I might say, is really like more efficient use of taxpayer dollars and cost savings for the department writ large. As you're providing an enterprise service, which removes the need for individual bureaus or offices to stand up individual technology stacks. I see we're getting close to time here, so I'll try to be quick about this. Just to give a little bit of acknowledgement to the workforce side of things, I think you've mentioned a couple times throughout the conversation that the State Department and diplomatic security are still hiring in terms of this data expertise that you guys have been bringing in. We saw a lot of that play out last year. Where are you guys looking for talent? Where's the most acute need for that talent at this point? That is a great question. I think it would be better if we circle back on that because I know data talent in particular is not only a diplomatic security service thing, but it's something that the Office of Management Strategy and Solutions Center for Analytics is coordinating as a whole of department effort. Well, is there anything I didn't think to ask you about that you'd like to discuss before we close things up here? Thanks, Story, for the time today. The last thing I'll leave you with is like, I'm very excited actually about this Bureau Chief Data Officer Program because I think it will allow bureaus to embed a senior leader who can apply data analytics to bureau-specific mission priorities while still having a nexus to the enterprise analytics and data management capability as part of Office of Management Strategy and Solutions Center for Analytics. The idea here being embed both the data governance, data management, use of enterprise technology, like we discussed earlier, to bring more efficiencies to bureaus and the department as a whole, while yielding better use of taxpayer dollars. I'm very excited about this program, the Bureau Chief Data Officer Program, and really excited to be part of it as well. That was Rachel Wong, the Chief Data Officer for the Bureau of Diplomatic Security. You can find more coverage of all things data, as well as more episodes of All About Data on federalnewsnetwork.com. I'm Jory Heckman, and thanks for listening to this episode of All About Data. Thanks for listening to All About Data on Federal News Radio, part of Federal News Network. You can listen to this episode and past episodes anytime in your favorite podcast app. Search for All About Data on Podcast One, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your shows.